Welcome to No Class Podcast, the podcast that has unfiltered conversations about everything you didn't learn in school. So now, No Class will be one weekly from now on. Um, We're trying something out, like a trial basis. So let us know how you feel about that. We're trying to shorten up our episodes. Um, We'll be posting weekly, like every Wednesday. So um, yeah, keep us posted on how you feel on our social media pages. We have a special guest. Um, he was on our last episode, but please introduce yourself again. Hey, friends. I'm Jason. I realized also <laughs> in the context of particularly what we talked today, I should probably introduce myself a little more. Okay, <laughs> do that. Yeah, so I am from New York, um, which unfortunately is under fire. So y'all send prayers up or positive thoughts. Um, I um, moved to Baltimore to start grad school. So I am a doctoral student at UMBC where I study religion and health. Um, I'm in a department of psychology. um, And right before I came to Maryland, actually, I went to seminary um, and studied Jesus for four years total. So literally, that's all we talked about was... (laughs) The Father, Jesus the Son, this. and the Holy Jesus Ghost. And then, <laughs> little, it's Sunday school on Thursday and on Friday and on Tuesday. So it's it's a lot. Mm. But <laughs> grateful, <laughs> grateful for the training, grateful for the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so looking forward to talking to you all today. Yes. Awesome. Dope. So um, today's episode, as you all can see, is titled Question in My Christianity. Um, so if COVID-19 weren't happening today, um, weren't happening and this pandemic wasn't taking place, then many of people, many more people, there are still some that are coming together, but many more people will be uh, packing the houses at church for Palm Sunday, and even more people will be packing the pews for Easter Sunday. Um, Easter Sunday and usually like Mother's Day are like the two days that kind of like almost everybody goes to church if you haven't been going for the rest of the year. If you have been going the rest of the year, you're there and you show up. Um, I know that it's often been a thing where it's like, I don't understand why like people don't usually don't go show up now. And it's a lot of times like appeasing like your family members. It's a good look and stuff. But we'll get into that in a second. Um, (laughs) But um, I want to also talk about how the U.S. takes pride in being a country that is um, welcoming a variety of religious backgrounds and faiths, but we know that Christianity is honored and given the observance um, for holidays as far as Easter, um, our spring break is built around that, for Christmas our winter break is built around it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this honor and this um, observance that's given to Christian holidays that isn't given to other re- religions. Um, probably the closest that we can kind of see to that is sometimes um, the special observance for Jewish holidays. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we know more widely known and celebrated as Christian ones. 
So in the conversation, we're going to get to specifics and talk about how Christianity is the default and the expected organized religion um, that many Black Americans, quote unquote, should align to. Um, and also, at least I personally see how that's entangled into enslavement, patriarchy, gender, sexuality, and all these things. Um, so I want to start off, though, in talking about from the three of us, were you raised in a church-going Christian home? Do you identify as a Christian? And why is Christianity, uh, well, let's just do those three. Were you raised in a church-going home, Christian home, and do you identify as a Christian? Okay, I can start. Um, so I wasn't raised in exactly a church-going home. Um, my mother started going to church when I was around like eight years old, but um, church had been a very big part of my father's family not my mother's family so my father really had his qualms about um going to church um and i don't know necessarily about practicing religion because he kind of he studied muslim religion and he studied christianity from his upbringing but um that was something that was very unique to his family his mother his father and his um siblings but on my mother's side they weren't um a christian household they didn't go to church and that was something that she brought into our household i guess from watching um my grandmother and grandfather on my father's side she that was something that she wanted and around the time i was like well i had always gone to different um religious like celebrations with my family when I was younger, mostly because of my grandparents on my father's side, like when they would have different gatherings for church, um, we would all dress up and go. And so my mother didn't go, she didn't start really going to church heavily until I was like a kid. So I would go with her and my brother would go with her. But as we got older, we could choose whether we wanted to go or not. And at first I just was like, I'm not going cause I like sleeping in <laughs> on the weekends, you know, like I do not want to go. And my mother like going to that 7.30 service and I already get up for school. So why I got to do this again? Um, but the nine o'clock service was also jumping. So I'm like, you know what? I don't like the crowds either. So I get what you're saying. But um, I stopped really going to church around high school. And then I, um, I would go here and there in college, um, I was in our my school's gospel choir at University of Maryland. So I would go for church performances, um, but I and I would go for some of my friends' services and stuff too. But I always kind of um, chose what I wanted because my father's side of the family they're still very heavily into church. Um, my grandfather on my father's side was a deacon. My grandmother on my father's side was a deaconess. Um, even when my grandparents and my father passed away, like my father wasn't a member of that church, but since my grandmother was so heavily revered in that church, we all, they all had services at that church. And, you know, my aunts still go to that church. My uncles, my uncles don't, but they know our family like our family is very big in that church so um I can kind of say like I knew about it I wasn't exactly like entrenched in it all the way though in my mm -hmm. lifetime and mm -hmm. in my childhood but yeah I, I dabbled <laughs> 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 
Uh, so I can say as long as I can remember, we have been going to church. I mean, so my parents immigrated from the Caribbean. Um, and so I remember going to Woodcrest United Methodist Church in the Bronx. Um, it was about walking distance from, from where we were living. Um, the, it was a relatively older church. I remember, I remember that there were other children there, but for the most part, people around my parents' age and older. So I even remember my parents being relatively young in the church, but it had a very big Caribbean presence. So just kind of seeing other people from other islands who were also in the Bronx, um, on a regular basis. It just felt like a cultural experience, you know? And then we moved out to Long Island, um, much less diverse, even though the area we were in was still racially diverse. Um, we were missing the, we didn't have as many Caribbean friends, so to speak, but we did find a church out there that ended up being a Baptist church. Um, the pastor was Panamanian. Um, some of my parents' friends were from Guyana. So like, again, it always felt like church was similarly attached to culture for us, mm -hmm. um, at least for me too. Um, just a reinforcement that there are other people who have accents like my parents, um, who understand this random cooking with cornmeal and pig foot. You know, like, it, so it, it was weird because church was not only God talk, but it just was life. Mm. Um, and we were churchy to the core. I mean, we went to eight o'clock service. Church would give you breakfast at 9 a.m., though normally it was stale muffins. I don't know who donated them, but they were always moldy. Um, always moldy without, <laughs> without fail. Um, and then church started again at 10.15, and we would maybe be done by 12.30 you'd be excited to go home because you knew that mom cooked something kind of big. You smelled the grease, you know, and then you had to finish eating by 3.15, 3.30 to go back for 4 p.m. service. Um, and so I remember thinking, like, as a kid, because I loved, I loved religion. Obviously, I ended up going to seminary and I studied Jesus and gave Sally Mae money to study Jesus. So clearly, <laughs> That's real. <laughs> clearly, right. So clearly I love, you know, faith and religion. But I do remember even growing up in high school thinking, okay, this seems obsessive. I got to go to eight o'clock service, 1015 service. Sometimes the pastor preaches the same thing twice. So what am I here for? And then you go to a 4 p.m. service, which is also weekly when not a lot of people be there. Because just like every other person of color, after you eat, you go to sleep. So I'm not really sure why we had to force fee, you know, it was, it, and I would be the only child at the 4 p.m. services. And so I remember like, as you got older, you would just find reasons to not go to church. So I would say stuff like, ooh, I've got homework, which was probably true. Um, I was never allowed to do stuff on Sundays. And Part of it, like I took, I took it upon myself to say, oh yeah, we don't do stuff on Sundays. So when my white friends would be like, come over for video games, I'm like, no, 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 can't. Um, and so like on that regard, you know, I, I, I was okay with that. Cause maybe sometimes I just didn't want to hang out with folks from school, but then you got older and you're like, this seems weird. Seems a lot. 
Um, so I remember going, I remember going to church itself less, but I was still involved in the church. So still on the choir, directed the choir a little bit. Um, and then when I left for college, I was very adamant about finding another church because I just thought like, oh, church brings family, friends, you know, it just has something that something else won't. And then you realize in college, oh, dorms offer you the same experience. You know, so like I, I went through the that phase of the up and down. Um, but then after being in college for like three and a half years, I guess I missed Jesus so much. So I decided to go to seminary. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have a chip about going to seminary. I just have a chip about how much it costs <laughs> to study Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> to only graduate and be like, most of us are going to be pastors yeah. or, or hospital chaplains. So, or prison chap, you know, so and like, I don't know how much y'all making to pay them loans back, but. Mm. Surprise. And that we can talk about that for a different day, but okay. even denominations like the United Methodist church pays very differently than the ba black Baptist churches. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah. So all that to say, I identify Christian now. I identify very religious, but as of late, I haven't been, um, doing all the things, you know, I, I don't read my Bible as regularly. I haven't been going to church as much. And a lot of that, again, I kind of blame on school, but then also I feel like folks who are in my age group say they also have dropped some of the things. So mm -hmm. I'm going to now stop blaming it on school and say like, Oh, I've lost it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if I find it again, great. Um, or if I have to reinvent it, cool. But that's kind of where I am, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Um, I ain't gonna use directing choirs and stuff. Oh, shoot. I, yeah. Do you see how long he went to church? <laughs> All day, every day. He was trained for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Yo, but can you imagine? Literally, you being in church three times on I Sunday. When, I, like, I don't remember doing that, but I do remember being in long church services. Like when we would go to my grandparents' churches, I'd be like, and and then you know when when you see like on TV when kids getting smacked for falling asleep, like yeah. I definitely was that. <laughs> or like me and my friends, we would go play around before Sunday school, like that type of stuff. Right. But when it came to like when my mother started going to church and we had 7.30 to 9 o'clock, it's out, we done. Let's go get something to eat and let's go take our naps and we done. Like everything else can be done. So <laughs> I remember, I don't remember being in there all day like you, but yeah, you was a career churcher. Exactly. <laughs> what about you, Anthony? Uh, so I, um, yeah, so from... I don't know how young until probably about um, six o'clock until six, age six, um, we went to a Pentecostal church. And so looking back on that, that's where I learned um, a lot of the things that um, shaped my mom's kind of like inflexibility about how she felt about um, like worldly things and things that like weren't Christian and of God came mm -hmm. from because they were very much like when you wear a dress it has to be like this long and mm -hmm. you have to have on stockings so like all of these things that um, oh, we internalize yeah mm -hmm. all these things that we internalize of what sinners do like that kind of language came from mm -hmm. that church um, and, and that practice 
Uh, my mom got married when I was like around five or six. And so when they got married, she started going to her husband's church. So we all went there, which just so happened to be the church that my grandmother attended. Um, it was a Baptist church, but the church was like now it's gotten even older, but I even remember then it was like, it was like an older church. And my parents then were, and my mom then was in her thirties. And so my mom talked about it and I, I'm just not getting what I need from this church. And what it actually meant was like, there's a whole bunch of old people here and I need like, you know, <laughs> younger and more lively presence. You know what I mean? When I celebrate and worship. So then they decided together and um, found a church that we started attending that I think was also Baptist, but was just, I think the pastors were probably in like their late forties. Most of the congregation was in like twenties and thirties and um, praise and worship was good. Choirs was good. They had like multiple mm. ministers and stuff. And it was like my first time that I was not just going to church because it was like routine because I was supposed to, but like had a good children's ministry. So I also felt like I was able to usher, was able to sing um, and actually enjoy going to Bible school and stuff like that. And so like I actually enjoy being part of church yeah. and actually was like, oh, this is what is so exciting and why we go so often. Mm-hmm. Um, and so during that time period, we were similar to you. It was like every day of the week we were at church pretty much. It was like Sunday. If there was two services, we were going. There wasn't anything on Monday. Tuesday, there was choir rehearsal. Wednesday, mm-hmm. there was Bible study. Thursday was midweek service. Friday was another choir service. Saturday was like spiritual um, practice if you were trying to become deacon or minister, which my mom and my stepfather was trying to do. So like, <laughs> we were there like every day. And as as wild as it seems, it's like, oh, I was enjoying it because the way that, again, the way that it was built in a way that was for the entire family, that it wasn't just like a kid sitting there listening to a sermon with old people talking. It's like they often had stuff for like they used to be doing too. Um, and then when they divorced, he was like, I'm going to continue to go to the church. And my mom was like, I don't want to worship with you. So we went to a different church, um, which I did. I don't think it was Methodist. I don't know. But I was just like, I'm just not for it. And I was I was really heartbroken because I was like, that was my church. That was my relationship with God. And I don't know what this is and what this setting is, but it's very different. And I want to be able to go back there. Um, and I knew then I was like, he's only going there to like like out of spite because he doesn't want us to go. And then when mm. I found out that he wasn't attending anymore, I was like, let's go back to that church. At the time that that happened, the church was, there was this big old, all this controversy and scandal. The church was still in money. The people in the church was still in money. Mm. Um, so then it was like this church that I wanted to go back to and have this relationship with God again. It's like, I can't because that's tarnished. All these people have left. And it just left me in this place of like, what is Christianity and God and Jesus and all of this? Because um, it used to be this place that I used to go that I can't go back to anymore that isn't the same. Um, so like in this time period of me being a teenager, it was me being like, okay, I don't think that Christianity, religion, God, and all that is for me. And then I started realizing, and I think at the same time, me and my mom were starting to learn how um, to strengthen relationship and still have those things without going to church every Sunday. Because mm. it was like the first time that I was like, we're not going to church? <laughs> Nobody's sick, but why aren't we going to church? It was like, I had never fathomed that Sunday. You, Some people just don't go on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew that they did. Like, what do you do? Right? Yes! It's like, what do I do? It's like, <laughs> so, um, yeah, my... Uh, I've talked before in the podcast too about like how I've been really like close into church to be able to see how the ministries work and how people operate and um, 
that that tarnishes how I look at um it, it almost feels gross sometimes for me to be like I'm a Christian because there's so many bad things that have happened and mm. it's like the way that I um the relationship that I have with God is different from even other Christians so it's like when people if I'm forced to check a box and I'm like yeah but it's like I feel like if I need to be able to explain what my Christianity is you know what I mean so mm. I completely relate to that mm. yeah yeah it's always a challenge I mean it's a challenge for me just because there are things that I choose to um, relate to in Christianity. But at the same time, like when you look at the whole of Christianity, like it kind of makes you question certain things. Like even with us talking in the last episode about the pastor wanting to have church service, you know, despite what's Mm -hmm. going on with the coronavirus, like the first thing I thought about was I think he's trying to collect some money. You know, Mm -hmm. and I can't help but think that that's like a stain I have. Um, I always think about that, especially when I look at some of these mega churches and the pastors or the over the the people who are overseeing these mega churches, like maybe a Jamal Bryant. He was someone who um, when I was growing up, his name was very big in Baltimore, in the Baltimore church scene. Mm -hmm. Um, And I went to another church. And around that time, like I was a, I was a kid, like I was in high school. I didn't know what was going on, but then I had found out about what happened in his congregation and him, you know, having a child outside of his marriage with a member of his congregation, mm-hmm. you know? And so that was always something in the back of my mind too. And pushing me to be like, what, like, why do I need this like i don't know how i can identify with this and even one of my best friends um her family was definitely raised in the church and her mother talked about how hard it was being raised in the church and she um was married to her father and they ended up divorcing and her mother ended up coming out you know and how hard that was and i saw i saw so much happen with religion and how people's lives were, I guess, um, different from what was supposed to be what we were learning in church. And Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I could never understood how these worlds collided and how, you know, if God made these people, like, how does this fit with what the word is being said? And it just, I could never really Mm -hmm. understand it and fully like no like what was going on and i didn't feel like i always could relate to the word or how to study the word and how to make sure it made sense to me and i still was practicing and you know understanding god and you know spreading his message so i was always conflicted and that's probably why i stepped away from it too because i feel i feel like i chose not to to deal with it at a certain age until I was ready. And I'm, I'm 30. I still don't know how to deal with it, but I'm closer to understanding the ways in which I want to walk around and um, hold my head and accept myself as a Christian. um, And even say to people that I'm a Christian and then them tell me what they think a Christian should be and who I am Mm -hmm. and versus what they think, you know, it should be and who I'm not, you know, like I still, carry that around i feel like it's a burden for me so So what point did you feel like you were um 
like in the point of you beginning to question Christianity at whatever, um, it, it seems like for all three of us, it was kind of like different points and in different ways. Um, how was that questioning responded to? Like if you were asking parents or if you were asking pastors and ministers, was it open for conversation? Was it closed for it? And what did you feel like you needed in that time? Like, was there, was there conversations that could have been happening that could have supported the things that you were questioning? Or was it just like, you just had to go through life to kind of get where you are now to view Christianity the way that you do? Um, well, I'll say for me, I never felt like I had a space to question it with anyone, um, especially when my grandmother was living. Like, I would say, you know, I would talk to her on the phone, like, hey, granny, it's going to rain today. Like, I'm, you know, I'm upset because I kind of want to go out and do this. And she'd be like, don't be mad at God's rain or something like that, you know? <laughs> and, you know, I thought it was funny, but she was serious. And that mm -hmm. kind of bit, it made me cringe because I'm just like, okay, so now I can't even, you know, talk to you or because she was the person like everyone else, um, especially my grandfather, like my grandfather, when, before he passed away, he passed away when I was four, but I remember, and my parents remember, and my brother remembers, like we had little Bibles. He used to teach us Psalms and like he used to, when we would go to his house, he would sit us down and teach us scripture, you know? So I, and that was his wife. So I'm just like, I don't know if I can go to you. And then, you know, mm. I just never felt like I could question it out loud to anyone, mm. a pastor, a parent, <laughs> maybe like with my peers. Yes. But we weren't having those conversations. Then we started having those conversations probably like when I got in college because I met Christians or other, other people from other religions who allowed me to question it. Like, I was in a group project with a older woman. She was in her forties. She was a black woman and she was a Buddhist. And I was like, Oh my God, I never met a black Buddhist or yet alone a Buddhist before. Like <laughs> I didn't even know you could be black and be Buddhist, you mm. know? So I never had, I never had that space to question it until I just grew into like questioning the things on my own. I would say very similar to Chantel, you, you know, particularly in black church traditions, you grow up in the, you don't question God mentality. Um, you know, the Bible says God reigns on the just and the unjust. And so that's the quick response to any type of unfairness that's going on in the world. That's the quick response to um, silly questions that we might raise. Um, I mean, but even if you watch Dion Cole stand up, up, he makes a joke about when y'all when folks want to pray to God and ask for parking blessings like you you know you when you're a kid there's no way that you're sitting there thinking I can pray for a parking spot and God is going to bring this like so you're intro so you're introduced to <laughs> like mm -hmm. you're seeing faith in different ways mm -hmm. of, you know in very similar but very silly um nuances like that and then you see it on a macro scale where you know, faith hurts, where people are gay and told that they are no longer allowed to participate, or they're being ridiculed, or you have a single mom in the church, or you have someone who has a child, um, and they're not married. Um, folks who go through divorce, church and divorce is ugly. So, you know, and like, hmm. the way they 
churches pick sides. They even, even if they say, because they either pick the side of we don't condone divorce or they pick a side of we pick the side of the wife and or husband and or partner spouse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I can say heteronormative now because only just yesterday did churches actually start caring or giving a rat's behind about gay folks, right? But mm-hmm. like, so, so in that regard, you, like the church has always been a space for questions that could never be asked. And so then you, and then you have a generation of folks who are pushing to go to college. And then you, you go to college where, you know, most, shoot, most of my roommates were white. I went to a PWI. They didn't, they didn't talk about God the same way I talked about God. They never, their parents didn't think about God the same way. Mm -mm. You know, when, when we were sick and we prayed for healing, they were like, yeah, or you can go to campus medical and mm-hmm. also get you know get your ass checked out. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, but I'm also going to pray. And they're like, we can walk and mm-hmm. pray. You have a fever, right? And so I think that, I think that like when you're when I was in college, I realized okay, so other people have religions, and other people are nice people. Like I've met I've met really nasty Christians, mm-hmm. and then I've met really nasty you know, whoever. And then on the flip side, I've met really amazing Muslims, amazing Jews. Uh, And so then you're like, God sounds to be the same person or thing or being or non-existent thing that we all made up. Like, you know, so then you you start to have those questions. And it's really in seminary for me where I actually (laughs) got to ask harder questions because immediately you know, I go to, so I go to a, uh, I, I go to Duke University for seminary. It's predominantly Methodist. So everyone there is pretty much praying to the same God, right? Using same language. But then maybe in the first year they tell you, oh, don't call God a he. We don't, God is not gendered. And then you sit there like, wait, y'all can ask those kinds of questions? Hmm. And then, so like that freedom to really throw out your and I hate to say you're throwing out like your grandparents or your parents teachings but to some extent I was able to do that because I can say okay God is not gendered so what does it mean for me to say that God is a woman or to to assign she her hers you know And, and and so once I was able to ask those questions I think that that's where the freedom is because even when they're not answered, you at least know that you can ask God questions. So I recognize that not everyone is raised in a tradition where they feel that they can do that. Um, but that has always been my, like, that's actually why I love faith so much is because I want people to be free enough to have, like, ask those questions, leave them unanswered, and then take your time to try and sort through those. So that's my rant. I um yeah I remember some of the times that I've gotten the most trouble about questioning Christianity is when I started learning about other religions and so I, I even remember the distinction of it being um you know most of the time like if you're at a Baptist church and you go to visit another church it's going to be another Baptist church but there were mm-hmm. like times that we would go to other black churches that were like Methodist or mm-hmm. and so I would ask like oh this seems very different the way they do things kind of like the order of service and the answer that I always would get is that like Baptist church we have church 
we sing, mm-hmm. we dance down the aisles there, they stand up, they sit down, <laughs> it's boring. And so it was always called like the operation of which it happens is that our church is the most liveliest and the most fun and <laughs> those are boring. And so when I started learning about um, the other organized religion actually even existed, I won't even say learned about other religion because I didn't know um, kind of like why um, the difference between Jehovah Witnesses and Christianity, you know, like I didn't know the nuancedness and the difference in it, just knew that there, I would just kind of thought if people aren't Christians, then they just love the devil. <laughs> um, and then actually started learning that, oh, there's other people that actually believe in God or um, may believe in Jesus, but the way that they believe and practice it may be different. And um, I remember my first questions being about Jehovah Witnesses, and it was just told to mm. me, it was like, well, they don't celebrate birthdays, so you don't want to go over there. Mm. <laughs> like, And they don't mm-hmm. do this and they don't do that. And it's like, <laughs> but that still didn't answer my question. Like, what is the difference between what we believe and what they believe and why we don't worship together? And mm-hmm. um, that was probably the closest religion, at least in my community, that other Black people were a, a part of that wasn't yeah. Christianity. But it was never expounded upon. Nobody ever said, well, this is what they believe and this is why we believe this way. It's just kind of like, this is what it is. Um, don't ask questions to be starting trouble and you know you like celebrating these holidays so if that's what you <laughs> if you want a Christmas you stop asking questions <laughs> <laughs> so um why do you think that it's complicated for us as millennials or do you think that it's complicated Christianity um I mm. think that we're still doing well now we make a distinction us millennials, we, we make a distinction of um, spirituality versus religious. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't, all of us don't necessarily practice a certain religion because now we're in the age where we've grown and we've had access to other religions um, or non-religions like atheism. And um, sometimes we just identify with those things or identify with certain um, practices of a religion but don't want to quite define ourselves in one religion because mm-hmm. it might feel like we got to move one way and I see myself in other ways and we're the generation that doesn't always see ourselves one way now mm-hmm. yeah I feel like I mean echoing everything you said I feel like we are a generation of thinkers um and so (laughs) a lot and we challenge a lot right so you know i was just joking today with a friend how everyone blames millennials for everything because they say we're lazy but no one considers that (laughs) we college education costs significantly more than it did for those above us right um you apply for jobs and, and, and things don't come to fruition like they should, even though folks have been saying, you know, oh yeah, just go to, go to college, get training, blah, blah, blah. You get the experience and then here we are, right? And so like the frustrations that we have are so vastly different to the generation before us. Um, and I think in the way that we approach social problems we are kind of we're challenging um to say no this doesn't this doesn't sound right um and so i think that when we 
we come to a faith system and a, a, a religious system that tells you that these are the answers um, or that you can't talk to God in a certain way or, you know, you just, you just do what the pastor says, even though um, he might say something that is sexist or he, he doesn't let women preach in the same pulpits that he does. Um, you know, you, 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 we hear that in one generation and you're making excuses for, for wrongdoing. And then we're confronted with, you know, just social issues that are just not getting answered. And we're just tired of hearing the same old answers that are not applicable <laughs> to these questions anymore. Um, and, and so I think that we, you know, yes, like overall, I think I saw like a survey that said, um, even even though religious affiliation has dropped in the country, that Black millennials still tend to be the most um, religious affiliated group. And so it suggests at least that we're still grappling with religion and what religion can offer us, but also we still have some spaces where religion is always confronting us and it's not giving us the space to accept the challenge, you know? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think that it's, I, I think the conversation too about the, um, the breakdown of the church and what's been happening in it is something that has um, put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths mm -hmm. uh, that um, we're able to see more and that is mainstream. But I think uh, at least in my story, like my parents, Experienced that and they were like whoa like this is happening and um i remember it was just like um they were like never have we ever experienced this before mm -hmm. and then you know, other people and they talk about like the problems that are happening in their churches and then mm -hmm. that with who we are as millennials and wanting to um take the lessons that we learn from our parents ask questions examine and critique stuff um then it makes sense that we're just not going to fit in the fold and just go to church and we we don't have the thing where we separate our values like this is church i have a different mm -hmm. here versus here it's like mm -hmm. um, all across the board is like we're gonna hold you accountable to be right yep <laughs> i think the other right. the, the, there's also options in um the way that you um are able to still like whatever you call that worship practice um mm -hmm. because i know that i haven't had a church home in a long time and i have times that i like i really long for that and i want that same I have yeah like a, like okay what you had when you were um probably at the the i guess the best um church that had you have the strongest relationship with with god is not something that is just you're just gonna find and be duplicated like that mm -hmm. and so i've had to be like okay i have access to be able to um be a part of churches that i'm not members of that are all the way in a different state i'm able to kind of um it feels good and feels fine to me to go visit a church as a, a church i've been visiting for like almost a year now you know what i mean and so mm -hmm. i think also the taboo of like you have to commit to one and this is how you have to worship and how you have to do it it's not something that millennials subscribe to. It's like, well, yeah. I kind of feel like it now. I kind of feel like doing it this way. It's like, uh, I don't feel pressured that I have to commit and be and subscribe to, to a place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then one last question that I have is, um, what's been, um, sorry. 
Um, two last one. Let's let's do this. So, how has family tied into it? Like in like your last thoughts about Christianity. What is the connection between family and your relationship with Christianity? And then, um, what would you say has been your biggest? Yeah, your biggest like learnings and being like, hey, I'm this age now. Um, I may or may not identify as a Christian now, but this is what it means to me. Basically, mm. in my experience. Mm. Huh. Um, well, now, family, like, I see my family practice, but I'm not necessarily, I guess, um, getting questions or getting comments from my my family members who practice or being judged and saying, well, I don't see you here with me on Sunday or going to communion, you know, and, um, that was always something that I actually feared too, was like people in my family were going to judge me for not doing everything that they did when they did it in terms of practicing and um, valuing religion. You know, my household, like my immediate family have always been very, um, we've always had like a very um, questioning type of relationship when it comes to religion just because um I, like i said before my father he did research and was um practicing some tenets of muslim of like of islam and stuff too mm-hmm. um and so and my mother finding and um celebrating religion so late in her life i mean it's not necessarily late in her life but my mother was 30 almost 40 years old before she really was diving into church as heavily as she does now so um my family and my relationship when it comes to religion like we don't intersect those two as you know in terms of conversation but we still have certain celebrations that we'll get invited to when you know my grandmother's um church has something because my like i said my um aunts still go there so and they're like we're ingrained like our family is ingrained in that church like you know so that's the only time it really intersects is when they have something where they're inviting the rest of the family and friends and everything Mm -hmm. um but my relationship with christianity right now i still consider myself a christian I still practice tenets of Christianity. Um, I still believe in God. um, But I do look towards other religions for answers. So I am am still questioning and discovering what, like, what is my perfect fit? Because I don't think Mm. my perfect fit still fits fully under Christianity. especially when I get into the other social issues that like y'all were talking about with um, patriarchy, um, sexism, things like that. Like that's something that, you know, as a woman, I often get, I often have to question like, where is this word coming from? Who is sending me this message? And, you know, how do I interpret this on my own and read my Bible and, um, read scripture and interpret this how it fits me so um 
I still I still wiggle my little my little toe under Christianity, but I still move around in different spaces <laughs> to try to like um just understand what's the difference between someone else's religion and how they practice and respect everyone else's um space with how they practice religion. So mm-hmm. um yeah, no, I agree with a lot that you said. I think for my family um, because I went to seminary right after college, like right after college, um, I was, I think what they were challenged by the most was that I was so easily throwing questions back at them that they weren't ready for, um, and I don't say ready for in terms of like, you know, your parents, blah, 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 but like, it's just, they were not, I think they weren't ready for me to be asking heavier questions like no but really the gender of god no but really so did you know that some old men sat in a room and decided which chapters and books of the bible would become the bible and so how do we then say that god's word is not extended and expanded beyond what's already written and recorded like that's too much <laughs> that's too, you know and so i think that messed, that actually put kind of like a, I won't say a rift, but it, it, it did something because for a while I do know that we weren't able to talk as much about our faith um, and religion. And of course, then it's like, it's like, well, I'm, I'm in school for this. So of course I want to talk to y'all about, you know, some of the cool stuff I'm learning, but that wasn't always received. Um, and so now, <laughs> so now on the other side of it as well, my parents, um, my mom is always asking me, you know, have you found a church home yet? Um, and I think it's because I, I miss, I do miss the church. I miss, um, I miss being with um, black folks celebrating. <laughs> like, and, and also when there's things that go on that deeply affect us, knowing I could be in that space and everybody feels the same way. I remember when I was in Durham, and Trump had won, and my dumbass went to a multicultural church. I was sitting next Ooh. to Miss. <laughs> I'm sitting next to Miss. Anyway, and she was like, "Have a blessed day." I said, let me leave this. <laughs> let me leave this um, tritone church." But anyway, <laughs> all that to say, I just think that like now it's like this is something I'm looking for. And yes, I really do miss the church, but there's, I'm looking so specific. I can't be that is bashing gays. Women don't preach as regularly because we all know women preach better anyway. Like, I, I, I'm tired. I can't, like, are we actually doing mission work? Are we just showing up on Sundays? Like, are you motivating me to do anything to change poverty? Like, what, what are we doing? And so... If I can find that space, then yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be my church home. But we've gone through too much to when I, if I sit in a church that's new, I'm like, oh, I already know this is gonna be the same BS from <laughs> from ten years ago, and I don't want to put up with it. Um, so yes, to answer that question, I am Christian, still love still love Jesus, very churchy, cuss a lot, um, but at the same time if the church ain't right, I'm not, I'm not do. I'm not forcing it. I'll, I'll read my Bible and do some daily worship here, play some, some old school Richard Smallwood and call it a day. 
right. Um, yeah, my family surprises me outside of my mom is pretty much the only one that I can talk to about um anything beyond like, are you going to church today or, mm. or anything like that? Um, and so I can actually talk to her and be like, I went to this place for church and this is what I liked and what I didn't like about it. So those conversations don't even have to be um deep, but like we don't have those with anybody else in my family. It's just like you go to church. So-and-so preached today with a beautiful sermon, the end, like that's it. Um, and so I want to get to the place where um, my mom and I have had conversations about um, that I question now as an adult, or it's like, okay, how important is this? Or this is being preached this way and I don't agree with this, where we've been able mm -hmm. to like, grapple with those things. Um, and I can tell that our perspectives are not always in the same place. And we kind of have this thing where it's like, I know like, what is too far and when we're like and, and when to cool it and when to pull back and stuff like that because I also don't have all the white right um language and kind of like way to go about it and me being like there, there's a difference in being like I, I know where I'm trying to go with this versus I'm just mm -hmm. trying to do this right now and this could end up um just all getting lost in the sauce um mm -hmm. but anyway I hope to be in a place to be able to to do that with her and the rest of my family they just surprised me when things happen and it's just like, okay, they, um, then I realize how much um, God is important to them. And um, we'll say I'm praying and da, da, da. I'm like, oh, I was surprised. Again, not judging because it's whatever it is to everybody, but I'm like, oh, like I, I didn't know. I thought that just goes to the, like, we go to church like as just to go to like mm -hmm. make people feel good. And then I realized later on for some family members, like, oh, you actually like, have a relationship and like you actually do pray during times that's great it's fine mm -hmm. if you didn't either but like <laughs> no otherwise unless hard times come um, right. but I would say that for Christianity that it's I made a promise to myself to make it my own and um, mm. that it's for me and for me to um, whoever I share what it means to me with that, that is um, special and that's not everybody and that's mm. not for me to explain or an expectation for me to um, get somebody to understand that. Um, yeah, and I think sure. that probably a lot of things in my life that is probably the quickest that I'll like dismiss or not give somebody the time of day for it and just be like, mm -mm, nope, not going there for you, with you. I don't care. I hear that. Way, whatever. Um, and I think that that took me uh, a long time because experience is that like with religion, it also tells you yep. that, like, to be in those fights to fight for God. And show yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, that is, yeah. that's not what that means for me. And that doesn't mean that like uh, my relationship is any weaker or I love anybody any less. That's right. Um, so that's been like my experience. It's like, oh, okay, I'm good with not feeling like I have to debate and argue. Like, yep. yeah, I love that. I love that. Especially because we do, as humans, we want to defend ourselves. And mm. then, you know, as if we're a good Christian, we want to defend God and, and show that we represent him very well. But when it comes to people's judgments, like people who have already made up in their mind, what like the black and white of the situation, and there's no room for gray in some of these people's minds. So mm -hmm. I think that's very important. And that's something that I've also become like um, weary of and talking with it and talking about it with 
friends that I know who aren't Christian or who are atheists, like sometimes I don't even get in those conversations and I don't, I don't feel the need to because I have friends who represent all different walks of life in terms Mm -hmm. of who they celebrate in religion or who they don't. And, you know, I don't never, I don't ever want anybody to tell me that I'm wrong for choosing who I choose. And, you know, in terms of my religion and, um, you know, I don't, I'm not going to give that same energy. So Mm -hmm. I like, I like what you say, Anthony. I definitely do. Um, Any other last thoughts before we close this out? Go Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, go Jesus. (laughs) Or whoever. (laughs) Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Jason. Were you going to say something? It's weird. So it's weird because today's Palm Sunday and next week is Easter. So it's like, this is the epitome of like, if those, like, for those who identify as Christian, like, these weeks matter. And the fact that we, we're having to do it differently is interesting. This is some different times. It is. And of course, you, but it's crazy too because you know the old black mothers are out there saying y'all need to get ready like fast and pray because he's coming back like that's right these are the end of days Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) literally they're saying that and i'm sitting here like so it's hard because deep down it's like y'all relax (laughs) we just (laughs) we we just gotta stay in the house for like a couple more weeks and then it'll be fine and then it's also like well dang it's weird that it falls on, like, I don't really believe in the whole, like, I don't believe that this whole thing is sent by God. I think that that is heresy. I think that is false. But it is very interesting that it falls around this time because I at least feel like it invites all of us to be reflective again. Just to, like, the central question is, like, why do I really resonate with this faith and what does it offer me? Um and like, if it does offer me something, then what's like the turnaround? Like, what am I supposed to do with it? So, it's just interesting times. It really Got me is. thinking. It really is. Everybody should be thinking. Yeah. <laughs> For real, man. Everybody should be thinking. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna spend some more time, and it's been uh, that's a good um segue for the everybody classmates but um it makes me think about like how much of this religion did i inherit and how much of it is like actually me like how mm-hmm. much of it like mm-hmm. myself in and this is part of mm-hmm. me what are the things that aren't because it's so easy to be like oh because my mom and my mom's mom and then it's also like a big part of it is like what you had said before there's a big piece that's culture yeah. it's like i come in here to be able to fellowship with people that understand the same situations that i'm going through exactly and it's like all that is put into one and it's like but some of this is some of this is culture it's not specifically like religion some yep. of this is what you inherited and it's like what part of the this actual is like is me that i can say is me and i think for most people they can identify and see pieces of it but it's it's like also, I think, um, key to be able to kind of tease some of these things apart too. Right. So, classmates, take this um, post Palm Sunday is when you're going to be hearing this, and pre <laughs> Sunday time to reflect um, and think about this because I don't. I have very few people that I can have these conversations with. I don't know if that's the same for you all, classmates. Jason's one of the people that I've probably had it with uh, multiple times. That. <laughs> 
probably rare. <laughs> but take some time with yourself if that is, you know, studying by yourself, journaling by yourself, or someone you can mm. have the conversation with. Um, to not to go in deep, not to go in hot and heavy, but like yeah. ask yourself some of the questions mm-hmm. that you usually don't ask yourself. So thank you all for being part of that conversation oh yeah for sure yes yes i don't know if it's thrown to me is it is it me it's actually me it's homework classmates i hope you took down some good notes for this lesson because it's time for homework it is homework time yes y'all not in school but y'all still getting it don't think that just because we sitting out here quarantine and we you know social distancing and you know stuff like that like y'all still get it it's on <laughs> <laughs> oh. so homework time we have some stuff that we want you especially in these quarantine days um to get in the loop with to get in touch with what y'all got for us who wants to go first with their homework I'm gonna go first because I'm actually wearing a shirt um, from one of my friends. I've plugged her before, but it's been a, a while since I plugged her. I probably plugged her and her site like right in the beginning of when we first started no class. But um, my shirt, I was a I was a helper one time. <laughs> this this whole time. Um, and I got me a nice little shirt that I wears the heck out of it. Yeah, I said heck this time. <laughs> I should have said hell, but um, but um, it's for my friend Aaliyah Faust, and her website is gospelgoodies.com. Um, mm. Goodies is G O O D I E S dot com, and you can follow her on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook um, at Gospel Goodies. Um, my friend Aaliyah is one who I actually talk about religion with, um, but she's my my friend who i know openly um practices her christianity and like lets people know so she created a blog and she was um a fit, like an official spokesperson for like yolanda adams radio station mm. she's very good um she works in radio now in new york so she definitely has a lot of different connections and talks to different celebrities um and different gospel um artists about their faith and um different like current events so she's she she was you know if when you in church she wanted them youth and young adult pastors you know what i'm saying (laughs) so um but yeah her her website is good for like a contemporary take on christianity and on gospel news um she just does all these different current events and she surprises me she impresses me because um it's something that i can relate to as a millennial, um, things that are digestible to me. And I still, you know, it still shows faith and how it it shows up in our generation. So I would definitely recommend that site. If you want to catch up on your gospel news, um, I don't know how the heck she be getting all these stories, but girlfriend be putting in that word. I'll be texting her. I'll be like, I don't know what you're doing. She's like, Oh, I'm putting stuff up on gospel goodies. And I'm like, I check her blog out all the time. And I'm just like, it's, it's so impressive. So (laughs) I hope you all like it and enjoy it. Um, I think she was selling merch at one time too. I think she is still selling merch. I haven't checked out the merch, but I do remember it being good too. So the merch, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I can go next. Um, so the first thing that I would do, I was on a conversation the other day and we were talking about, um, you know, being worried about small businesses. Um, we mm. know how like, a lot of these large businesses are going to get bills, bill outs and 
all the support and we were talking about like the small businesses that we love and especially like black businesses um and so somebody on the phone was like oh something that people have been doing is like if you have um you know somewhere where you get your nails done or like a bar barber that you go to that have gift cards right now something that you could do is purchase gift cards so they're still getting income and then you can use that purchase later on when we're allowed to go back out of the house um support those small businesses so they can still like meet their um go ahead and pay their bills for the month that they still are going to have so i encourage people to do that find your favorite black businesses it doesn't even have to be new ones like I mm -hmm. usually, i'm trying to tell you to try a new one and it's like find the one that like you usually already go to if they have a gift card go ahead and purchase that go ahead and order something and get it shipped to yourself that you might have been we talked about the importance of being able to save in this time mm. but take a little bit of that extra savings that you have and buy something that you usually would for one of your black businesses yep. so they're still there once we're able to go come back outside um so that's my first one the second is um these dj battles have been the bomb and <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if y'all have been watching it but it has been everything <laughs> everything for me somebody said they broke their neck on one of the dj battles i, I was like oh y'all wild out here <laughs> yeah i've been hearing some good things so the t-pain and Lil john one was last night i think that was the one they broke their neck on y'all i was partying they sitting on twitter with a neck brace just saying <laughs> oh. <laughs> um the neo one and the Jonta one was good um there was supposed to be a baby face one and a um Teddy Riley one that got postponed. Um, I got ideas for some. I'm like, come on, y'all need to keep this going. And I want singers to do it soon. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm good with this. Let's keep this going. <laughs> and then my last one would be a Netflix watch. Um, we found Tiger King. Just kidding. <laughs> Not Tiger King. Not today, <laughs> Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we need to have a Netflix whole entire Netflix episode with this quarantine thing happening, but mm. mine, um, <laughs> dedicated just to Tiger King. <laughs> Carol Baskin, you. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So, 100 Humans. Have y'all heard of the show? I've yes. been watching that. It's so interesting. Oh my gosh, it's that's so crazy. Great. You know, you like stuff like that. So I would, I should have known that you would have picked on that. Yeah. All those you things like you have like questions that. with that be itching your brain, and you're just like, "There's no way I'm ever figure out how this would work out, or how we get close to an answer." I'm like, "Oh, there y'all go. There they go." <laughs> that was good. That was good. So it's a show oh. on Netflix. They have 100 humans that they usually survey about a thing. There's usually a theme for each episode. Mm -hmm. um, second episode that I liked, I only have gotten through two, was about um, age. And so, yes. like, um, you know, when you get older, is it true that like you lose your memory? And they had different exercises for that. Um, does it mean that you're a more of a critical thinker? So they did all these things where they're comparing. Okay, but the smell part though, how did you feel about that? <laughs> the what part? Is there a different smell? <laughs> Wait, what part was that? I don't know. That's not. I didn't make it to episode two, so y'all blowing me right now. Okay, let me not spoil it. <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, shout out to Netflix. If y'all have another season of it, I would love to host that show, by the way. Yeah. Look, uh, it's so good. He do got them voiceovers. Y'all might want to hide that man. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, it is so good. All right, you're go, Jason. 
So I'm a piggyback off of the Netflix. Actually, that was not a part of my one. I only because he one, was going to but... say Tiger King. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm stopped. I'm I'm done with the I'm done with that one. <laughs> I mean, but Tiger King is so the level of like whiteness it, like, like do white people watch it and be <laughs> Anthony, do white people don't watch? make all the faces i make eva we we all like white people white in all in the screen but do they know like when they watch this they're like damn us white people be so stupid like do they do they ask them questions yeah i just i just want to know i really do want to know anyway okay <laughs> <laughs> like there we go like <laughs> that's us <laughs> <laughs> like there were no people of color in that whole thing but anyway <laughs> anyway um so yeah uncourt on netflix I, is a new movie i watched that oh, too that was good oh it that movie what is that? Uh, oh, you have to get, you have to watch Uncorked. That was good. Um, Are you saying Uncorked? Uncorked. Uncorked. U-N-Corked. Okay. Um, it's about, uh, it's about uh. like a young black millennial. We'll just keep throwing that word out. Millennial. Right. We- um, <laughs> he is working in his father's um, like rib joint, I guess, like a little rib shack, mm-hmm. but he wants to be a sommelier. And I'm glad you said it because I can't. Okay. <laughs> tingle tingle. Um, <laughs> but yes, he wants to be a sommelier, so he's, he's studying sommelier. But um, it's really good because it tackles like the family dynamic with um, just black patriarchy. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it's just it's a lot. It's a lot, y'all. But it's really yeah. good. It had a really a really solid moment in there where I just shed me a little tear and I was like, yo. I ain't yeah. get this from no movie in a long time. So in a long, I mean, that was good. Like it's a fan. You legit. I legit wanted to tag. Oh, Anthony, Somalia is a wine connoisseur, pretty much. <laughs> they 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 tell you what kind of wine you like. They know all the wines. Anyway, thank you. That was like three minutes. <laughs> oh, I didn't before. know that was a <laughs> question. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm sitting there watching this like. So can we tag Tyler Perry right quick and just say so this is this great is, writing? This is how you do this, Tyler. <laughs> <If> you want, <laughs> we're going soft tangent. I'm sorry. It had Nisi Nash and all the good mama auntie wigs too. It, oh, like, I was like, yes. They had the 27 pieces wig making a debut. Thank you. It I'm was like, yes. I mean the funeral. Mm, mm, sorry. Yes. Yeah, that was a spoiler. Yeah, we, we can take that, that out. out. We'll yeah, take we that out. cut it out. Don't worry. Don't <laughs> worry. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, watch that. That's amazing. And then the other homework assignment that I would suggest is, I would say we all need to probably reach out to one aunt or uncle this week just to say, hey, check in. I feel like there are a couple of aunts that I can probably like talk to and hear their voice. So that's a sentimental one. Yeah. So. I like that one. Mm. Look at both of y'all getting all sentimental towards the end. We're trying. We like our, we like our friends and family too. Right. Shoot, we like them. 
but I want because I want to um, do that anyway. Um, my aunts and uncles reached out to me like when everything first started happening. When my my one mm-hmm. uncle was just like, I wanted to make sure you weren't international because you know how you do. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm home. What are you talking about? But um, all my 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 um aunts and uncles are older, like in their sixties and seventies. So I definitely want to make sure that they good. Mm-hmm. Like if they need a walking buddy, I go over there with my little mask and walk with mm-hmm. them and stuff. Or you know, I'll bring them some food or whatever they need. Go bring them some, you know, because I can be out in the grocery stores picking up stuff for them. So if you have right. family members or loved ones that you might not know, might they might be lonely too. Like, it's a good time mm-hmm. to give them a call. Like, why not? Shoot them a text or mm-hmm. whatever you do. Put them up on FaceTime, okay? <laughs> some of them have iPhones and they know, look, some... just tell them, answer the phone, aunt. like just, you know? <laughs> the green button. It's yes. Green, it's always the green button. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's good, though. <laughs> well, I want to thank you both for your honesty and um, your openness for having this conversation. It was very, very good. Um, and I hope that some classmates, if they are questioning or trying to figure out how religion plays a role in their lives, like they can use this conversation to um, open themselves up more or, you know, just figure out what it is in their life that they're seeking from a religious um, practice. But um, I'm going to end it. Um, plug in your social media again today, Jason. Oh, y'all y'all know i'm just so i'm just so happy to be here one more time because okay. he didn't he didn't have to let me live you're so right glad. <laughs> i'm so mad that he answered that like he's gonna do a benediction like. he is doing the benediction let the man okay. speak <laughs> oh i'm the door of the church he'd be like okay. the doors of the church are open I know. that's it <laughs> Talk to someone next to you. Shake someone's hand. <laughs> See you next Sunday. Like, yeah, it's right. Uh, <laughs> also, oh, wait, I want to interrupt your homework. Don't you want to, or, or your plug for your social media? I mean, I don't know if you know, but Jason be marrying people and stuff. Oh, I guess I, yeah, Cheers by Jason is a thing. You can totally follow that on Instagram. But I, I wasn't trying to, no. I was just, I was you just. You want to be hired? First of all, we got to figure out this Corona thing because okay. online <laughs> you could be hired online. Like you, could, you can officiate, Zoom. you can Maybe officiate can. over the Zoom, yeah, over the Facetime. Okay. <laughs> Lover one gets married, Jason will marry y'all over, off a of Zoom. Uh, no, Thanks for Zoom. telling us, Anthony, because Jason was just all humble and cute with his little self. I'm like, don't be humble uh, today. Speak on it. Uh, <laughs> oh, I appreciate y'all. Y'all. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to plug our social media. You always know where you can find us. But just in case you don't, let me just tell y'all. So we are No Class Podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and Instagram. On Twitter, we are No underscore Class Podcast. Um, We're working on a TikTok, by the way. Ooh. Yeah. Because we about to be doing them challenges from... um, the zoom so (laughs) (laughs) from the zoom Zoom. yeah you're gonna be like every you're gonna be you gonna be doing that um that little shoulder shoulder shimmy thing that i was talking about last time oh did y'all see the one where they fell down the stairs though oh my god oh (laughs) horrific oh my goodness (laughs) that sounds awful okay anyway 
back to our <laughs> social media. Um, so y'all heard y'all heard all that. So um, if you want to reach out to us, comments, questions, um, you want to have anyone on our show, you can reach us by Gmail at no.classpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you rate us on iTunes and the Google store. Um, we use a link in our Instagram so you can follow us through Anchor and um, get connected to some of our other podcast streaming platforms like Pocket Cast or Overcast, um, if that's where you want to listen. But um, yeah, that's it. Um, anything else, gentlemen? Nothing else. Y'all stay melodated, hydrated, and glowed up. Yes. Um, yes. All right, Y'all now. take care of yourselves. Be well.